and salutations, happy and blessed people. I am Doriel Davis, and welcome, welcome to Say It Louder, the podcast, episode two. For my newbies, you have walked across the threshold into my classroom, my school. You are welcome to this space. I am the Renaissance man, educator, actor, singer, writer, R&B junkie with the charm of a Southern gentleman, because that's who I am, and words of wisdom as my grandmama, my mama, and my former teachers taught me. When you have ears to hear and eyes to see, you possess the profound ability to capture life's artistry. Here is my discovery. This week in my discoveries, I've got to tell you about them. Not them, but them, the limited series that's on Amazon Prime that was created by Little Marvin. I've been telling everyone about it. And them is, it just really struck me. I mean, it was just so magnificent. Them tells us about an African-American family set in the early 1950s who, you know, they leave North Carolina for a new life in the California sun. East Compton, California, to be exact. But it's not the Compton we know about from NWA or Boys in the Hood. Compton, during this time, is filled with white people. I mean, it literally blew my mind. I never even thought of the possibility. This series fed my love for history and suspense, but gave a gruesome visual of tactics that the white families in the neighborhood used to terrorize their new unwanted black neighbors. For me, it touched on so many things that we as black people dealt with and continue to deal with, you know, such as work discrimination, school discrimination, housing discrimination, the you're in the wrong neighborhood people, and police discrimination. But it also speaks to this expectation that we have to put on a face and mask our pain, even in the face of people who caused us pain, <sighs> to keep from seeming unhinged when we are torn up on the inside. If you have not done so, make sure you look at this series called Them on Amazon Prime. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. I wasn't. I give it four stars all day long. According to Emily Duroy, only about 7% of educators in the United States are black, while African Americans make up around 16% of the overall student population. But it's not the percentages that are the sole concern for African American teachers, it's the ridicule, the disrespect, and the degradation they experience, shall I say we experience, which causes high levels of stress, anxiety, and even brokenness. All this because they possess the profound ingredients called melanin in their bodies. Why do I keep saying they, we? Let's talk about it. The black teacher's burden. Are you serious? That really happened? It's not enough to be awake. It's the awakening. This is the second part of the Critical Race Theory series regarding education. Last week, I focused on the inequities that students experience. If you need to catch up, 
go back to episode one. We need to discuss the inequities that black educators face because, oh, there are some, if you didn't know. Schools are supposed to be a safe place for students and for educators, too. It's supposed to be a place where great minds who chose to make a difference by benefiting the lives of others, by shaping the impressionable minds of students. That's the idea. In my conversations with former students and even my own in my own private thoughts, I have always considered school to be a microcosm, a reflection of the world at large. The way we have different people who come from different values, beliefs, and ideas, the more affluent, the less affluent, and etc. We even have means of punishment, which separates you from the rest of the school population. With all of those different components that are reflective of what we see in the world, sports, cliques, or groups, authority figures, and so on, it is hard to accept that racism in education is something we still deal with in the 21st century like every other institution in this country. Now, some districts have made advances to bring black educators into their school systems. And while that is a great thing, it still misses the mark, unfortunately. Simply because the presence of black educators is not enough. Black educators must be involved in the creation of educational processes, decisions, curriculum developments, and be provided safe spaces for them, or shall I say us, to address the inequities that both students and educators face because (laughs) antiquated racist policies and procedures. According to DeRoy, when schools have a diverse teaching force, they may also be able to limit the effects of implicit and, dare I dream, explicit biases. Salary, which educators still don't get paid enough. Hallelujah to that. But the salary is not enough for black educators to take this abuse. Actually, the money that we are being paid has to go to correcting the damage and addressing the trauma caused by the abusive behaviors inflicted on black educators. Then there is the battle with self-doubt because after being constantly belittled and constantly treated as if you are either invisible, unworthy, and incapable, you actually begin to wonder hmm, if you deserve to be treated in that way as if you are less than. Experiencing this notion that you are not good enough to teach higher level classes to students, that you are that you are good for simply being a disciplinarian and because of this, you are expected to go into the other teachers' classrooms who have poor classroom management to address their students. But if the black teacher was the teacher who needed some help or needed some coaching, it would be written up and documented. And would this other teacher help the black teacher in need? I highly doubt it. Black educators hold the scales that gives them the burden of trying to balance being truthful without seeming argumentative or combative when addressing real issues that either affect them directly or with students, namely black students. When a teacher speaks up about a black student who should be in a gifted or honors class but are silenced because the brain they have and the degree and licenses they have don't measure up to their white counterparts. 
when black administrators don't suspend a student because something was not followed through on the teacher's end or there is some knowledge that the administrator has about the student's background slash circumstances, which has a stake in the decision that was made regarding the consequence. But the teacher who feels so threatened and supposedly can't teach his or her class or just simply wants to vilify the student, even though he or she is not doing anything to provide support to the student and spark the tears of white fragility, they are chastened. Wow. This dynamic is absolutely ridiculous, but it's a real thing that so many educators of color deal with in our schools. Where should we go from here? Our school systems, local schools, and people in those schools need to do more work on the subject of diversity and equity. Diversity, which deals with the notion of people from different backgrounds being present, and equity, which deals with people from those different backgrounds being valued, seen, and heard. This comes through training and addressing the warped mindsets that show themselves through the behaviors and actions of people. The motivational moment. Jimmy Carter said, those differences don't make us weak. They're the source of our strength. During my time of being here on this earth, I've seen the elevation and acceptance regarding being different. Granted, there are many people who still need to do some shifting in their views and really do some work on themselves. But as we look at social media and television roles, we are seeing more variations than we have. And it's a beautiful thing. With that, walk in your beauty of your quirkiness and stand in the wonderfulness of your peculiarity. You have my permission because if you shy away from being brave enough to bring your light and essence to this world as a person who is different, it makes the world that much more boring. I mean, even a rainbow has different colors. And we smile at that. Now, good and blessed people, that's all for this episode of Say It Louder. Tune into the next episode where I will be discussing the third part of the Racial Inequity series where I will have a special guest who will speak to us about housing. What should you look for in a realtor? What should your realtor do for you as a buyer and a seller, especially if you're African-American? And what are some racial inequities you could face and should be prepared for for looking to buy your dream home? Until next time, I'm Doriel Davis for Say It Louder, the podcast. Be blessed and be the best.